Hi, this is Anna. And this is a Sleepy Bob. And this is Check It. At the Round Table. We discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today we are having a reading. Because mm-hmm, I'm sleeping. And it's raining. And it's raining. And I'm still in my pajamas and I don't give a dang. This reading is from the book I wrote. It's a graphic novel called A Pet About Day, which I read to Bob when she was very, very small. I was a tiny little kitty, and now I'm an older little kitty. True. Mm-hmm. And she has not read it since, since it was then. published. Nope. So, here we go. This book is available on Amazon in full-color illustration it's paperback. Beautiful. Black and white illustration paperback and as an ebook. You need to buy it right now. I haven't even read it, but I know it's going to be awesome. So, again, this is a Put About Day by Anna Carr. Without further ado, Ooh, do, 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 do. a Put About Day by Anna Carr. To the memory of Iris, who asked me what a pet about day was many, many years ago, I hope this answers the question and that you are laughing. Nobody minds having what is too good for them, Jane Austen, Mansfield Park. 6.05. The morning light creeps through my window. It is an unobtrusive Wednesday. <laughs> I turn on the television as I get dressed and tidy up my dwelling. They are playing Out of Africa. I still remember the first... You're kidding, I love that song. No, no, it's a a movie. It kind of sucks, Brick. Yep, it's actually a movie starring Meryl Streep and Robert Redford, and it sucks, Brick. I can't remember the rest of it. It has nothing to do with the movie, though. But anyway. Hmm. Yeah. It, was, it was a very famous movie. Um, won many awards, but anyway, had a digress. It was, oh, it's that weird movie. Yes. that was kind of the 80s oh. generation really liked it. And your sister like sat there and went, this Why? sucks great. But anyway, 6.30. I turn on the television as I get dressed and tidy up my dwelling. They are playing out of Africa. I still remember the first time I saw that movie. My friend had asked what I thought of the film as the credit rolled. I think he crashed his plane on purpose, I had replied. I think he had problems saying goodbye. You think <clears throat> so he had closure issues? Mm-hmm. Seven o'clock. I turn off the television. Today is a put-about day, and a put-about day is one that is full of surprises. 7.30. I watch a young boy play in his yard across the street. As I do my breakfast dishes, I can see the other children watching cartoons in their front rooms. I then turn back to the young boy happily playing under a lilac, making mud pies. My grandmother used to shake her head at children who watched TV. We didn't have TV. We just sat around and did fun stuff, she would say. I like your picture. Thank you. They're pretty. I am out the door wearing my grandfather's brown fedora with the wide ribbon band and the pheasant feathers tucked therein. You put on a hat and you have a good day. It's always better in a fedora, he'd say, though I usually keep the hat in the Churchill hat box on my closet shelf. 8 o'clock. I walk to the zoo and admire the pheasants promenading in their enclosures. They stare at the feathers of their ancestors tucked in my fedora with their beady eyes. 
I know. They look better on you, I say with a smile as I toss them some birdseed, and they appear to be temporarily appeased. <laughs> 8.30. I walk past the bus stop on my way downtown to do some window shopping, and I sit down beside the red-eyed woman waiting there on the bench. You know, I'm beginning to think there isn't much in this world that is ideal, she states, rubbing her eyes with her rumpled tissue she retrieves from her pocket as she greets me. No, however, God won't give you more than you can handle, but sometimes it does feel like quite a large handle, eh? I question sympathetically. Precisely. I just got engaged and disengaged all in one morning. My mother says that if I marry my pastor, I will spend the rest of my life cutting up chicken, she replies. <laughs> Doesn't chicken come in pieces as well as whole? I ask her in surprise. It does, the chicken lady inquires in shock. Even if it doesn't, should chicken separate you from the man you love? I yeah. It's not just chicken. It's the poverty of so such a life in general. However, God did send him to the suburbs, so maybe it won't be too bad. <laughs> maybe I don't even have a chance with him now, the chicken lady continues. You may not have a chance, though we all usually do. I do know that you always have a choice if you give yourself credit for enough courage, I answer with a smile. I think I will marry him if he gives me the second chance to say yes. We can always eat beef, the chicken lady declares as the bus pulls up and she sallies forth in search of her clergyman. <laughs> Nine o'clock. Didn't, didn't the woman actually have that happen? I've heard a similar story, but I don't know. Yeah, I have two. It's funny. Nine. Not marrying somebody a little because of chicken. <laughs> of all the things I have ever heard of in my life, that one makes the least sense. I think the most oddest things are what Till people... Till poultry do us part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's weird what people won't get married for and what they will get married for. I'm just saying. Changed my oil. Ooh. <laughs> That's romantic. Interesting. I mean, I'm all for marrying a motorhead, but if that's the only damn reason, yeah, I don't know. Who cares? Nine o'clock. I walk by the Catholic Church downtown and study its beautiful stained glass windows. Do you know why they have plain glass windows over their stained glass windows? A passerby inquires. Protestants, I question. Mm -hmm. No storms. He replies as he quickly walks off. Nine thirty. Given enough time and ignorance, stupid people will buy anything they set their mind to buy, including a straw hat that has apparently been in the dumpster, retrieved, jumped on, and then placed in the shop window and called a spring style for $50. <laughs> I realize as I window shop and straighten my fedora. 10. I walk across the street looking for a glimpse of the wind as I hear it coming. I would like to see what the wind looks like, though you can never see the sound. 10.15. I am enjo thoroughly enjoying my putt-about day as I head to the golf course. Life is simpler when it is decided, my aunt used to say. A putt-about day is therefore not simple, but it is essential. It is one of those things everyone needs, but few take. 11. I go to the driving range after buying myself a bucket of balls and use, a, use of a lost club. I took 17 balls in my purse that I didn't use. If you buy a bucket of balls, don't you buy them? I have always suffered the pitfalls of a literal mind. I still say that's right. I mean, you pay for the bucket of balls, damn it. <laughs> Twelve. I found a golf ball yesterday. You did? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I found it in the parking lot, and I took it, and I also found two tees. Weird. I know, in the middle of the city, far away from the golf course. Someone must have just dropped them. Yeah. <sighs> Talk about out of bounds.
12. I don't know what's wrong with people, Daisy says as she wipes down the table and hands me a menu. Who lets a child smear their meal? I'm a mother, so I know all about kids and food, but smearing it and leaving it? Even worse are the rich women who slowly tell me their order as though because I'm a waitress, I must be stupid. Oh, yeah, they do. You know, I chose to work here. Yeah, I do. And I'm not stupid. I know that those pennies they left were not 10% gratuity. Now what can I get you, Daisy asks with a grin as I ordered the special. By the time I re leave, I realize that my put about day's path has led me to an unusual flower who uses humor to combat her difficulties and joviality to turn the world's idiosyncrasies on their ears. I only wish that there were more such daisies in the flower field of life as I leave her a $10 tip for a $5 special. 1 o'clock. I inquire about some coupons at a greengrocer. The clerk shakes my hand before calmly inquiring of me in a foreign language. Don't you speak Russian? You look Russian. I love to practice my Russian, and you resemble one of my Russian friends. If he had a niece, the clerk politely explained. Didn't that happen to you? Well, I don't know, but it's a funny story. I'm sorry, I had to ask that. I know, I don't really look Russian. No, you don't. That's why it's funny. See, it's a joke. Uh-huh. <laughs> I smile and wonder about a man who speaks Russian and must shake a person's hand before getting down to the brass tacks of coupons. You know, I may become a greengrocer clerk about the age of 35. I might even learn Russian and martial arts. A pun about day certainly gives one new ideas and unearths some dreams from their dusty selves. Perhaps working in such a place, I may become a novelist. The greengrocer's cast of characters can make a plot so long that it might be a regular war and peace. From the wonderfully strange Russian-speaking man to the guy I met as I left the store, the guy who was carrying an energy drink in each hand and a bag of chips in his mouth as he headed <laughs> to the back for his lunch break, though a shopper with a strange, twisted mind like mine might wonder if he'll turn to reshell the chips, and they watch him until he disappears from view. I watch him. Two o'clock. I am sailing on a lake. To sail from one point to another, one has to take an indirect route to get to where they need to be. This is called tacking, the sailor informs me. It's like that with tact, too, I reply. <laughs> 3.30. Lord, I pray as I cross the street after sailing, give the man who owns the garage over there the time, the skill, and the inclination slash determination to fix the window screen that is falling out the front of his garage. <laughs> I have realized in this life that some have talent. Others have skill, and some are just determined, and determination always gets a person further than talent and skill will ever, if one has time on their side. However, it isn't just time and lack of determination that hinders individuals. Some people have the time, but not the inclination. Some people have the inclination, but not the time. Some people have both the time and the inclination, but no determination. This is why I asked for the trio. 345. I love pictures. I wonder about the chicken lady from the bus stop this morning. I know that it is rule number 32 of life that people rarely want your opinion or advice even when they ask or seek it, and that when they ignore your counsel, you should not feel bad. You should just remember it is rule number 32 of life. However, I am a bit curious. I might just go to a church's Bible study tonight. <laughs> Four. I stop for tea at a small brick cottage. I have scones, black tea with sugar and cream, and lemon curd cheesecake. I don't know much about heaven, but I think that this is how it must taste. 515. I go to the library and use a computer lab to look up clouds. Across from me are two individuals who are attempting to flirt with one another, I think. The man says he took two classes in psychology in college, and these classes have helped him shape his outlook on life and proven invaluable. The woman says she worked five years in a mental institution. Mm -hmm. 
Quite frankly, I worry about them both, and I leave. Six o'clock. I stop by a coffee shop and order a muffin and a smoothie. I get the order to go and walk toward the chicken lady's church. I like walking the streets in the early evening and seeing the houses lit up in the growing darkness. There is a man playing his violin in his attic apartment, and there is an elderly couple that always eats their supper at precisely 6.15 each night, who you can see from the street as you sneak glances through their open windows and into their lives. 7. I go to a Wednesday night Bible study at the Chicken Lady's Church. After the service, the Chicken Lady walks out with me. You are engaged, I ask with a nod to the ring on her finger. Yes, I am glad that there is grace and that there are second chances, said the Chicken Lady with a smile. And I return it as I say goodbye. 8.30 I walk home, sharing the sidewalk with a woman carrying groceries. She has quite a bit of Hamburger Helper. You must like Hamburger Helper, I say. It's not Hamburger Helper, it's my beef assistant, she applies with a twinkle in her eyes. We bird walk off subject before parting ways in an intersection with a shared laugh. Nine. Elvis chases me home for the last two blocks. I am faster than the slow black dashings, though. Elvis may be a lot of things, but he will never be a hound dog, I conclude as I let myself in my front door. <laughs> 9.30. I go to the window and I look out at the stars, stepping stones of light amid lands of darkness, and I realize that this is what life is all about. I see a glimpse of my past and my future, and I laugh at the days that have passed and at the days that are to come. Jane Austen was right. Nobody minds having what is too good for them. The grace of the put-about day and the grace of a life. And there is a recipe for lemon curd cheesecake. Oh, goody, goody. One plain cheesecake purchased ready-made or created at home. Ready-made, ready-made, get curd. it ready-made. A quarter cup of confectioner's sugar for dusting. Mm. Using the spatula in a circular motion as if icing a cake, top the cheesecake with lemon curd using a fine sieve. I'm sorry, I have to shift my book around here because I'm having trouble seeing. A fine sieve. Should I wore my reader glasses, that's all I'm saying. You can Dust roll up the cheesecake with confectioner's sugar. Cut the cheesecake into slices and garnish each slice with a large dollop of cherry pie topping. A heavenly respite of six servings. I can make the text bigger. Oh, you can. I'll have to mm. check that out later. I liked it. Good. Oh, we were recording. Hi, folks. <laughs> And this is Anna out. And this is Bob with one last thing. Buy the book because it's awesome and my sister wrote it. Bob out. Bye. Bye.